Moncrief on News Talk. Uh, two people who were dying to blurt out the answer there. Yes. I haven't a clue. Oh. Be well, the answer is... Right. No. <laughs> okay. I was safe enough. No fear of me okay. that Oh, right. you know I don't have any answers. Far from a, a GAA pundit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Got up. Uh, are here. Uh, hello. Uh, hello uh, good afternoon you? to you. you. You don't know the answer, though. Or do you? Maybe you do. You never... Don't underestimate okay, me and what I know and what I was listening yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, here's your first question. My family and I recently moved into one of the new-built housing estates in North Dublin. It was our dream home, and it was such a relief to get extra space having three of our kids share one room for the last six years. Mm. When we bought the house, we were told that it was located next to the bins in the estate. We didn't mind, and our attitude was, how, <coughs> how bad can it be? Turns out very bad. The smell coming out from the bins is chronic. I'm going to take a second. Are you getting, yeah. You're getting the smell now. You're getting psycho, <laughs> yeah. psychosomatic smell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. So bad that last week my wife went inside to, uh, went to, look, to inside. look inside. She was shocked to find baby's nappies, dirty of course. There was also takeaway boxes, food and other items that smell very bad. These are public bins that get collected once a week. As a result, our house stinks. In particular, our kitchen and the kids' bedroom. There's only one family on our road that has a newborn baby. My wife wants to knock down and confront them about dumping their nappies in the communal bins, but I don't think that's the right thing to do. People are also leaving empty boxes nearby, and I'm sure if I should put a message into the resident WhatsApp group or not, these are public bins. They're not doing anything wrong but it's about to drive us out of our house. P.S. This is a private estate. The councils are not responsible for the bins. We try to contact them. Janie Mac, yeah. this is really unusual and had me baffled. Now, and perhaps this is going to show up my own um, uh, uh, ignorance on matters like this, but I have never, bins? I've never seen public bins that aren't operated and collected by the council. Like, who's collecting the bins if it's not the council? If it's one of the bin companies like Panda yeah. or whatever, yeah. Yeah. then somebody's paying for that. Yeah. So... My question is, are they sure that it's not the council if they're being collected once a week? Um, and if it's not the council, is there a management company in charge of this estate who are, you know, uh, running the service to collect the bins through a bin collection service company? Yeah. Um because I don't understand how there are bins there that are being emptied once a week and it's not the council who are doing it. Um, I, I mean, I agree with your man. I don't think the I don't think the right course of action is to um, either put it into the neighbourhood WhatsApp group. And I'm a huge you fan love of neighbourhood those, WhatsApp groups. I love <laughs> neighbourhood WhatsApp groups. They are the best crack ever. Um, but if it's... <laughs> we had somebody in our neighbourhood. Oh, here we, here, we here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Said, Have your finger hover over the dumb button there, Sean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she, she, she bought too many of these um, and they didn't look particularly brilliant and they weren't by a brand that I've never recognised, uh, Chocolate Mousse. And she said, I love these, but I have too many and I'm going to eat them all. Does anybody want one? Wow. <laughs> and that's kind of say, sweet. Needless yeah. to say, there was very sweet. nobody... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh well, I love neighbourhood WhatsApp yeah. groups. Anyway, um, in this case, uh, I she knows who she is now. She knows who she, she knows. is. She totally and she knows, knows who what she, is. she yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> but at least she knows Barbara. Barbara's address when she takes the legal yeah, yeah. action. Yeah. I thought you were going to say she knows Barbara's address. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been first there, except that I can't. Uh, oh, anyway, God. no, the right course of action for this fella, I don't think, is the neighbourhood WhatsApp group. No more than it is that what the wife wants to do, which is go down and confront the people with the baby who are 
dumping their nappies, which is not good, dumping mm. their nappies. But again, if it is a public bin, what's very likely to be, and it is dog poo as well, you know, even wrapped in a plastic yeah, bag. Yeah. So that's, you know, bins never smell nice. Um, so I don't think you should make it personal. I don't think you should take on anybody in your estate, either in a group or one. If there's a management company, contact them, but I'd get back to the council. Because really what you're trying to do here is relocate the bins. They shouldn't be located that close to anybody's house because bins, by their nature, will smell, especially if they're public bins. And also... They're communal bins, I think, is what they mean. But what, what is a communal bin? It's like, a, it's well, as somebody, Denise says, it's like a big belly. Uh, is what they call it. If them. you can get them in some places. Yeah. Well, like the big you know, Like things. the American Yeah, things. the big things. Like so, so everybody brings their, their rubbish down and throws it in the same bin. That's what's going on here. Oh, I see. Uh, that, uh, is that a thing here? That, that can be a thing. And what's happened is that these poor people uh, happen to live beside where these bins live. Because surely there's a potential health hazard if the bin is too close to people's homes. But there's the smell, which isn't good for you anyway. But yeah. there's also the fact that it may attract vermin. You mentioned vermin earlier. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but please don't mention who I was talking <laughs> yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> that was off there for a reason. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the, the what they need to be clear about what is what is it they want to do. What they want to do is not so much police what's going into the bin because that's next to impossible. Unless yeah, you're going it's to a stink. Yeah. It's to move the bin to somewhere where it's not going to be a hazard in making horrible smells or potentially, you know, being a health hazard. And that's the route I would go down. But you need to find out who operates the bin, who's emptying the bin, who's paying for the bin. Um, but you need to get it moved. Surely there's somewhere else that it could go within the estate that wouldn't be close to anybody's house. And secondly of all, why do people not have their own bins? What's that yeah. about? New estates run by, someone says, new estates run by management companies yeah, rather like yeah. apartment blocks. But if it's run by a management company, then they're probably paying a fee to the management company. Absolutely. So yeah. then you're entitled to get on and yeah, say, that's what they I'm have not to happy do. about this yeah. and I want these bins moved. And if yeah. they are those big belly, whatever you call them, surely they can be placed somewhere. It depends on where they locate them and it depends on what this, they might have been in the original plan. Yeah, plan. This is the location. It's a, it's a contained area. Um, but they're not, it's not being maintained. Yeah. Nobody's coming in and but they were told though. They were told it was beside the bins. Maybe their house, maybe there was a few bob knocked off the, uh, at the price of the house because it was beside the bins. So maybe this mm. management company can now say, sorry, Do told you. can't ya. really police what goes into the bins. And no, that's you where can't, they seem no. to be going. But like, yeah. unless yeah. you go to Mount a Vigilante Operation 24-7, you cannot monitor. I wonder if they have neighbours because they can't be the only, the only house, house getting the stink. That's true. But they, they could be, like, like if you're on a, a row of houses, they might be the last in a terrace or whatever. Yeah. And in fact, this kind of stuff does happen. I think the reason why you have a different perspective is possibly because of the council. The, the, the Your particular um, county council, as opposed to stuff that's happening within the city. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said that with an arch in my eyebrows. Honest there. to God. But Dublin City like Council... nobody knows what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. carry on. I, I live in the, in, in, within the Dublin City Council zone and I live in a row of terrace houses and we have a problem that arises where the bins, because we, we don't have a space on the street in front of our homes, the, the, the vans don't come down the road. So there has to be a location away from the houses where bins are located and on occasion. Sorry. Yes. If you want to put something in your bin, you have to go to the end of the road. Yes. Not my, not the, I have a bin in my home, but when have the you bin. Have you a wheelie bin? 
Yes, oh, the window bin live? has been collected. It's down the end of the street. Oh, okay. And as a consequence of well, that... Only for like a few hours while it's waiting for the bin the, lorry. If the bin lorry comes. Okay. And a lot of the houses in the area don't have, have wheelie, bins. wheelie bins. So they use plastic bags inside oh. the thing. And those things, because of urban foxes and magpies and whatever, get dismantled. So there's often a scenario where there's a location, right next to somebody's home, by the way, where All this, the, stuff this, is. this sp- sp- spilled out. Now, I, I actually did once ring the council about it because I, I decided to be that person and they were really helpful and brilliant and yeah. talking about how the, the, a lot of the places in the city don't have spaces for those big whatever really they're called bellies the, the big, big yokes yeah. um, but they're trying to create um, environmentally friendly versions of them that are kind of like these boxes that you can put in because a lot of people do live in very tight yes. spaces but there isn't that yeah. kind of there isn't space for wheelie bins and, and so but the bottom line is, is if you are the person that lives right next to this this arbitrary decided location for people to drop their bags, which does then end up getting attacked by foxes and or knocked over or whatever. You have to wait until you know the council or whoever the person in society that's responsible for cleaning the roads decides to show up. And because of cutbacks and because of like whatever, those those people are lesser and fewer, and and that's really annoying and it's so I could totally relate to this person okay. it's really frustrating it isn't as it isn't just as as, as simple as we told you you're going to nix, live next door to the bins because I think a reasonable person would think what they did think was that but it's going to be managed right? Yeah well I mean again if you're going to build a house and put the bins next door to it you know you obviously think that it's tolerable you know you yeah, obviously think the yeah. house will sell because it's tolerable uh, but obviously what he's describing is not tolerable Exactly so, wants so, then to. It's, so then it's not like I'm, I'm reacting to what Sean said is yeah. that you were told well yeah okay you were told but I think it's reasonable to, to believe that it wouldn't be intolerable. Yeah. yeah and yeah, therefore yeah. you do kind of have a, a comeback against the management company or whoever. But I think you do, you definitely have to find out who exactly yeah. is responsible for taking away the bins, who's responsible for maintaining the area where the bins are. Yeah. Get onto them, find out if they don't come back to you with a good enough reason, then you can always activate a, like a, because the Dublin community. Council is responsible for public health yes. in a broader yes. sense. Yes. And if it's going into that zone, yeah. maybe you need to find out whether but there's I, a But I think what you say there. is absolutely right. And you shouldn't, because that might be the last thing that they could do, which is to lobby the council um, because of the health issue. He needs to stay friends with his neighbours. Yeah. So yeah. don't set yeah. yourself absolutely, up against yeah. your neighbours because you may need them down the line. So don't and exactly, make it. And it's like, you know, one neighbour could come in and, and have very carefully put the, the nappies in, whatever. Yeah. And somebody else can come along and do something. So you can't blame yeah. the person who's responsible for creating one piece of, of waste for the, smell, for the yeah. state of, of waste in general yeah. and I think we need to I think yeah. as a society we need to get a grip on that because that's the biggest problem I think we have is that we're just creating so much waste and we're not managing how we get rid of it and it can it can in certain situations be a horrible place to live if you live yeah, in yeah no absolutely a lot yeah. of comments on this there, Owen yeah. says refreshing to hear a story about bins <laughs> Uh, on this lot without it turning into some depraved neighbourhood sex romp. Uh, okay, you, yeah, you're welcome, we could do Owen. that if you want yeah, to. Yeah, no, no, that's why it smells, Owen, because they're all having sex in the bin. That's what's really going on there. Uh, the neighbours should not be putting nappies in the bin. I don't know, where would you, if they're disposable nappies, like, where would else you would you put, put them? Yeah. Now, maybe wrap them in a bit of plastic or something, but like... <laughs> you know, I'm you're so not meant to put them in the toilet. That's what you're not meant to. You were meant to put them in the bin, <clears> aren't you? But you're meant to put them into, well, in my day, which was a long time ago, they went into a nappy bag. Do you know what I mean? You didn't yeah. put them in, like just fold them up and put them in. They had to go into a plastic nappy bag, which smelt yeah. like good, like it was perfumed. <laughs> yeah. And then you put them into the bin. 
Yeah, I yeah. have a problem with my neighbour uh, who have no black or general rubbish bin. They put scraps of food out the back. One of our cats keeps bringing young rats home, which I have to kill. Ah! Uh, I live in a similar situation. Management have communal bins for keeping the estate clean, not for nappies. But each house has oh, its own green I, bin, brown it. bin, etc. Okay. Ah, man, if that's the case, maybe that is oh. different. Uh, a bin in a privately managed estate is intended for people to put their domestic rubbish in, including nappies. Where does the person raising the question put the contents of their own kitchen bin when it's time to empty it? If there, uh, if there is house-to-house collection of waste, then uh, get these bins removed. They're being, uh, they're being abused. Well, I don't know why they'd have two versions yeah, of they, the bin yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, that doesn't make uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, guys, the reason they've been told about the bins before buying is because of the impact that will have been uh, cheaper. The planning permission will have set where the bins are. They're sort of stuck. Management companies need to be regulated. Council has no role in this, uh, says Caroline. That sounds like Caroline knows what she's talking about. A Does, bit. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which clearly we don't. Ah, there must yeah. be something. Yeah. <laughs> there must be something they can do about the stink. Well, yeah, I would I say there must be something they could do about moving the bin. Like, it shouldn't be that close, surely, to somebody's house. If it's a, if it's a permission big bin, thing, though. Uh, yeah, but again, like, where would the council were asleep then given permission for a big bin? I mean, it's not like it's a little black bin or a little brown bin. What you've described as a big yoke. That shouldn't yeah. be near very close to somebody's house. But I think, again, it just depends on where the house is and what, because as I already mentioned, my own experience yeah. is that there is, there is certain spaces where they just don't have the, the latitude to be as kind of organised or whatever. And that's, it's just a really grim situation because, yeah, that's not, that's not. Why don't they change yeah. it then to wheelie bins? Stinks. Give every house their own wheelie bin. I don't Maybe know. they don't have space. It's probably less hassle because yeah, if a van comes hassle, in just picks yeah. up the one big one bin, bin, that's it. Yeah, it's cheaper. Oh, yeah. A person mm. I used to work with over 10 years ago has recently been in touch to meet up. I thought it odd as we were never close. I did go out to dinner with them one evening a few months ago, which was nice. Since then, they have contacted me a few times to try and meet up again. The thing is, I don't live near them. Also, it's quite difficult for me to get time and arrange a babysitter to meet up with any of my true friends. I know it sounds very cruel, but I'd rather try to make time for these friends rather than this past co-worker. How do I approach this without being really mean? Queen of Mean, oh, off yeah. you go. You're the wrong person. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Queen of Mean, off you go. Try look, your best. No, when I thought about this, I was thinking about, like, I was looking within this, there's the kind of layers in this problem. There's the, somebody wants to be my friend and I don't have time to be their friend problem. Mm. There is, uh, somebody wants to be my friend and I'm not sure if I have time to be their friend problem, which is not the same thing. No. Um, the, 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 the latter one is more of a kind of a, you know, trying to organise your social life. Some people have space for countless friends because they're extroverts and that's just, you know, they kind of, th- that's what they live off, the, the juice of sociability. Whereas um, other people are a bit more, you know, drained by the experience. So just managing two or three or even six friends is is the kind of the yeah. limit of their capabilities. So I totally get that. I get if that's the situation, if that's the problem you're dealing with, it's totally normal to be a little bit introverted about what you want to do with people and all that. That aside, I think the real problem here is somebody's kind of strangely popped up on this person's mm. horizon, uh, wanting to make friends with them. Um, and they're not sure what, is going on because it, it wasn't initiated by them. So, mm-hmm. they, so, and they're not sure they have time and all that kind of stuff. Um, my response would be that you don't owe this person anything, really. Diddly, yeah. You know, no. you don't owe them anything other than, you know, as much decency as you want 
to to show anybody in the world. Um, but but you also don't owe them an explanation for not mm. for not saying yes to any of their suggestions. Mm. I think you all, you went out. You said you had a nice time. I don't know. Did you have a nicer time than you did with any of your true friends? Yeah. Because if you did, maybe mm. you found a replacement. Um, but other than that, I think like. I suppose if it was the other way around, if I was being asked to help somebody who had difficulty making friends, I would say, think about somebody that you've met, that you like, and just try to, you know, initiate social interactions with them. You know, don't go on too hot or they'll think you're nuts. But, you know, try because people might respond. So if that's the the advice that I'd give in that situation, then the advice to this situation has to kind of mirror that in some way. I would say go gently into that night. You don't owe them anything, but maybe rather than just going back away from me, kind of maybe agree to meet them, but say you can't meet them for a long time, like maybe in a couple of months' time. Mm. Yeah, more or less. That's that more or less what I think as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, as you say, she she doesn't owe this person anything. And I think it's perfectly OK to be a bit selfish. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean you're being mean. Um, you know, you're entitled not to be interested in a friendship with somebody who kind of just bubbles back up into your life like 10 years later, especially as she said that they weren't close in the first place anyway. So, um And I understand, you know, that she's at a time in her life, she's obviously got young kids where it's, you know, her time, uh, her ability to go out and her freedom to go out and meet people is quite limited limited and therefore quite precious. And she wants to devote that to meeting her mates who she's obviously very close with and who she uh, very much values their company. So like what you say, I don't think you have to, you know, um, sit down with this person and have a big heart to heart and explain that. I think you just keep putting her off. Yeah. Um, you know, you just. I keep think people like, understand that as well. I think yeah. that people do know that there people being, have limitations and everybody. And it's not even about that. It's not even about the specifics. Is that people understand a lot of the time, you know, take this specific example. Your children are, are all young. You feel frazzled and hassled. And you've got no social life. You're up to, you know, your oxters with stuff going on. Yeah. People understand people saying, no, I'm not available. They might be. Yeah. They might be a bit annoyed that you didn't. Well, you always have to be careful of that one because if this person is very enthusiastically trying to ignite a friendship, she might say, well, I'll come to you. Sure, I'll come to you and we'll get a takeout. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, so you can be shot... Uh, in the foot by that I would actually just keep putting them off without getting into any detail oh sorry look the next couple of weeks are manic or you know if kids sick and I'll give you a shout in a couple of weeks and then obviously don't yeah. I know that sounds a bit but you know it's it's sparing somebody's feelings and eventually they'll get the message that they're you know chasing something that's probably not going to happen because they weren't close in the first place they weren't place. close in the first place because yeah, so, it you sounds know. like this person maybe is a bit lonely, lonely and is, yeah. oh, oh yeah. I liked you know Mary when yeah. I worked with her 10 years but ago but also that you know people do change I mean you know like, like obviously friendship is about loyalty and consistency and, and that's great but there's also the fact that as people we change a lot as we as we journey through life so the kind of friends you had when you were 20 mightn't match all of your needs and the things that you, yeah. you're, you're experiencing when you're in your 50s so from that point of view I think there, there is always the, the, the possibility of new people coming into your life and new friendships yeah, developing yeah. So, and so I don't think it's strange I think it would be very bad of us to cast this kind of this person from 10 years in this person's past, you know, as a kind of a, a strange in some way. I don't think that's strange. Oh, no, I, think, I don't think we I think, are. But I think, yeah. you know, she, the person from 10 years ago is obviously looking to rekindle a friendship and this person just doesn't have the space for it. And I think your first responsibility is always to yourself. Do you know, um, and that's part, you're entitled not to have space for it. You're entitled to say, no, I'm not interested without 
saying it, you know, just go, I'm not actually, I don't actually want this friend back because I'm grand, like I'm fine and I don't have time. I think it's important to remember as well is that is that at this stage of your relationship with this person, as opposed to the relationship Let you me. will have if you meet up with them a bunch yes. of times, you have, yeah. you'd have a greater kind of, you know, Problem. fiduciary duty yeah. to the person. Yeah. So, so now it's, is, is your time you to can be back. like a little bit, nah. Yeah, just fade out. Yeah. Fade out. <laughs> Tell them you're uh, too busy with neighbourhood sex romps. Uh, In the bin. Especially for Owen. Uh, I was complaining there. (laughs) Possible solution to the bin question. My sister lives in an estate with 36 duplexes, 72 residences. She lived beside the bin. It stank. She got a sign made that there was CCTV. The smell went and the bins weren't full. They surmised that outsiders were using the bins for dumping. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. interesting. That might work. That could be that the might case. Work. That's a good suggestion. Anyway, here we go, Owen. Uh, hi, guys. <laughs> I'm a female in my 20s and I've started seeing a guy recently. It started off as a hookup after a night out, but it has developed into something more serious. We get on great. He's hilarious, which is a bonus for me. I know uh, we are young and it's early doors, but being in his company feels so easy and I get really excited about just spending quality time together. However, it's not all perfect in the bedroom. (laughs) When we are drunk, we have the most amazing sex. We both seem to be getting huge satisfaction out of it. However, when we are sober, the sex is so bad. It's a bit formulaic and often I don't get to orgasm. Uh, uh, they've written organism that's a spell check for you <laughs> yeah. uh, I tried to bring it up with him and he got a bit self-conscious meaning the next time we were sober the sex was even worse it's getting frustrating for me because I can get drunk every time that we want to do it but I'm also starting to dread sober sex is there anything I can do to improve this? Oh, <laughs> oh I think that's kind of sad because uh, everything is going so lovely and he yeah. makes her laugh and she looks forward to spending time with him although like I do remember drunk sex being sometimes really you know Great and interesting and all sure. the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'd love to be able to get drunk again <laughs> for that, among other reasons. So uh, the first thing I want to say to this woman is enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> because menopause very likely is no. going to rob you of your ability to be drunk. But anyway, uh, that said, um, I mean, obviously what it sounds like here is that, you know, if you're having drunk sex, you're obviously like you've no inhibitions and you're much freer and kind of not yeah, self-conscious yeah. and all of those things that drunkness you know, <laughs> gifts you with. Um, so, you know, the wild abandon of being drunk is probably adding some spice to the proceedings. Um, the fact that when she tried to bring it up with him, it made it worse that he got more oh self-conscious, God, yeah. you know, just adds to the effect, to the fact that it seems to be he gets in his, when he's not drunk, he's quite inhibited and nervous and mm. not a lot of confidence and, you know, whatever. Um so, I mean, how about, <laughs> a bit like the last one, you know, kind of uh, gently, gently, how about getting just a bit tipsy rather than full on drunk? <laughs> like, so you, you know, have all right sex. And yeah. Ha- yeah. And yeah. see if you can kind of um, improve things by not getting absolutely, you know, but have a couple of glasses of wine and let's see if that uh, kind of uh, helps a little bit. Mm. You're trying to move him to a place where where he will be more confident and more comfortable. Um, And you could even try when you're a little bit tipsy, having that discussion, you know, and making things, you know, that he might be more open to listening to that when he's a little bit, um, um, when he's a little bit, um, when the edges are knocked off him by by a few glasses of wine. (laughs) Uh, You know, try new things, maybe, you know, just make this a project. Do you know what I mean? Just don't mm. assume that it's all going to, you know, suddenly get fixed. Make it a bit of a project because clearly once he's relaxed, he can do the job. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
So you just need, you know, it's not like that he's completely like doesn't know what's going on. He clearly like his instincts are right, but it's get him to rely on those instincts. So maybe try not getting drunk, trying it a bit tipsy sex first and hopefully that's all I have it's to a, offer. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. But I also wonder like what what is, what way she's behaving, is she behaving the same in both scenarios? Because well, she's totally yeah, no. yeah, yeah, she's not. It, she's so, the same, yeah. You know, she's been so, mediocre too. Don't be yes, blaming him. That's kind of what I was going for. I did yeah. feel there's a certain bit of like... Because also as well, it's it's very it's very. Um, Sounds easy. like he gets to orgasm though, or organism, and she doesn't. Well, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, God that's love true. Her. Don't you yeah. know? Yeah, well, that's so, also true. But that's, know, that's probably the crux of the matter here. Yes. Yeah. The organism. Yeah. Yeah. The organism. So, but of course, but the organism is 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 <laughs> is, is is a personal kind of. Um, Fulfillment oh, and yeah. conclusion. Yeah, but it's not an added extra. Like it should be. No, kind no, of, no, no, I'm not no, saying absolutely. that. But what I'm saying is that often in the in the um, in the heat of the, the moment, <laughs> especially your brain go around. <laughs> yeah. I was going, oh, don't yeah. start doing yeah. stupid analogies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say something yeah. really crazy. Female orgasms, <laughs> yeah, maybe not yeah. your specialist <laughs> subject, Declan. <laughs> no, you don't know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I've read Jane Eyre. <laughs> 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 Look, the bottom line is, is that if two people are finding ways to communicate and enjoy themselves when they're drunk, they're obviously able to do it, yes. as you pointed yes. out. So when they're, when that lack of um, inhibition um, is there, or, or sorry, not, when the inhibition is there, they're, they're stunted in some way. Often mm. that's because they don't know each other well enough. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And so, so as a kind of a as a kind of a, a, a beacon of hope, I would say, as you get to know somebody better, that's you, very good you end up going to a space that's different. Yes. It's, it's the relationship, the sexual aspect of the relationship changes from being, and also I'm having good this sex like, depends on a, a huge degree of trust as well, doesn't yeah, it? And yeah, I think yeah. that, improve, that increases the longer you're with somebody. And on your mood and what it is you're feeling and, and also on communication and, and what it is that, that, you know, there's loads of aspects of it that we, we often talk on this lot about people's kind of kinks and their fetishes and all that kind of stuff which is a sideline because the reality of it is that you're you're communicating with somebody that you're meant to have affection for mm. and obviously there is a personal physiological conclusion as well yes that's kind an of organism. you know an added bonus that's very central <laughs> to that whole thing and, yes and, and that whole thing so the tension between all of that is what makes it so fraught it's that I care about you, but I also want the conclusion from my own body. And it's that kind of thing that is going on here, that when the, when there's a kind of the, the I was going to say the gay abandon, but the actual straight abandon that's going on <laughs> in this scenario when they're drunk, because they're not thinking about it. It's not in their yeah. head. Yeah. They're, not, yeah. They're, just, they're just going for the flow. And I think what they both need to not be in their heads about it. Yeah. And they also, I think sometimes having a chat with somebody going, you weren't very good you yeah, know, in yeah. full on. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. like performance-based yeah. criticism. Like, like all, there's loads of suggestions like, you know, have sex outdoors, but sure, he's, he doesn't even want to talk about oh, it. God, so that's yeah, not really going to help. That's not going to be great, no. I think no. maybe having a conversation when you're drunk might be the, yeah, might be the yeah. solution. Yeah, but I, I like think this. it was mad idea, but it just might work if she videos them having sex the next time they're mad drunk. Right. Okay. That's okay. very dangerous. Oh. Uh, no, it is very dangerous. No, uh, to leave the file out. Not a kind of a ransom kind of scenario. But then they both watch it again afterwards, and then they get a sense of what they're like. Uh, um, it might give them more of an understanding of I don't know. Yeah. It'll either destroy the relationship, or they might go okay. Uh, they might find it a turn on looking at themselves like that, and then be more inclined to 
Oh, there when there's See, I think, I think it is. I, I get what you're saying, but I also think that a lot of people, do, like Barbara, say yeah, that's a hard <laughs> no from Barbara. She's like, I don't want to see that I'm picture just, ever again. Yeah, I'm just saying, and I may, you know, I'm imagining, obviously. <laughs> I would imagine watching. Watching that sex actually makes it ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Your mind vision is like live yeah, bodies yeah. rolling and then around. Just a pale, wobbly arm. Feels, feels I didn't realize I looked like such a bloody elephant. Yeah, no, that's a terrible solution. I think the conversation, though, could be the similar effect where you kind of like talk about it after you have sex when you enjoy it do a kind of a recap and go, why did we like that? What was fun about that? And then you have something God, to base it on. That's all very academic. I know it is academic. I have to find a way. Get a bottle of wine and just have a glass or two each, enough to knock the edges off and then go for it. And, you know, and maybe have a conversation when you're a bit relaxed without being absolutely blind, rage and drunk. Yeah, I don't think uh, we've come up with a definitive answer on that one. Well, I really. think I have. I think yeah. get tipsy dr- sex Yeah, first. but that's like they're going to have sex that's like if, uh, you know, uh, 40% as good as what they have when they're blind drunk. And then they go, oh, that wasn't yeah, quite the same. Let's, on let's drink a whole bottle the next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the bottom line that she has to hold on to is that he can do it. Yes, he can. He can He's do it. He's got it in him. So it's can just fine to so can she. And obviously, I'm, I'm He doesn't to... have a problem. He hasn't rung in. How do you know? Because I'd say she knows he gets to having an organism. But that isn't, that isn't the, the, the yeah. defining mark as, of whether As Ed points sex. out, if it wasn't for drunk sex, half the population of Ireland wouldn't have been conceived. That is so true. That's Barbara true. and Declan, thank you both very much. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.